It's time for Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. Presented by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. Come in for free made-from-scratch food, signature 29-degree draft beers, and all the scenic views. I'm just going to pause while you start drooling. And brought to you by Peterman Seeds of Holly and Smith Motors of Wapaton. Now your host of the show, Josh Swanson. How about that open Bison Nation? It is Bison Game Day. After all the wait, after another FCS National Championship last January against Montana State, our Bison returned to action this afternoon at 2.30 at the Fargo Dome. The consensus number one ranked heavyweight juggernaut going for the program's 18th national championship. The Dome will be a buzzin' literally and figuratively because they are serving beers today at the Fargo Dome for the first time ever. Don't let the headline in the newspaper fool you anything for clickbait. They're making it sound like it's going to be Woodstock. A la 1969, baby. Hell's Angels getting her revved up. The Dome. It's going to be debauchery. Sodom and Gomorrah out of control with a few beers. Oh, that'll be interesting, huh? Anything for clicks and headlines. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan brought to you by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. They're a new sponsor. Want to thank them for coming aboard. You Bison fans know them for Fris, uh, from Frisco, Libby was super duper excited when she heard Twin Peaks was a sponsor. And I said, hey, I think with the sponsorship, I get some sort of a VIP card now for us to go there whenever we want. We can bring Maverick. I got the eye roll. I don't know if that's happening. 29 signature draft beers. And, of course, Peterman Seeds, Holly, and Smith Motors, and Wapaton, longtime friends of the show we've got a busy morning a lot to get to in this hour so let's take both spoons and dig in baby we got bison legendary future hall of fame iconic quarterback brock jensen joining us on heard it here with swanee had an opportunity to to visit with brock yesterday for another program along with my twin brother, Justin Swanson. And I thought that interview was so good. We're going to play it again this morning, and and you got to listen. So when Brock comes on in a few minutes, listen to how he describes nine years ago this weekend, the Bison are playing Kansas State in Manhattan. Ironically enough, Kansas State is hosting South Dakota tonight at Manhattan at the Snyder Family Football Stadium and a little inside baseball. So I'm having lunch at Herd and Horns a week ago, not yesterday, but the, the previous Friday with Jeff Kolpak from Forum Communications, who I had on last week on our preview kickoff show. And Jeff, who uh, is the dean of Missouri Valley football sports writers, knows more about the Bison and uh, any other program than anybody else covering the league. He gets a text message from old Chris Kleiman, the old ball coach, they're leaving no stern, stern, no stone unturned in Manhattan. Coach Kleiman texted Jeff if he knew any nuggets about the Yotes being the season opener 
for both schools. So uh, K-State's not going to be sleepwalking through that football game. Bison, of course, Drake at 2.30. A couple interesting games around the Valley today. Nobody wants to play the Bison in FBS. We know that. And Bison fans, I know you don't want to hear about the University of North Dakota. But for better or worse, like it or not, one of the biggest stories. And it could be much to do about nothing. That's how it works sometimes in college football. Notre Dame and Ohio State is the game of the week, right? It's in Columbus at the Horseshoe. It's an evening kickoff. You talk about the beers flowing the Fighting Irish, and the Buckeyes, two top five ranked teams in the FBS. Going at it. Game day is there right now. We got that live on in studio. It's been hyped up all week, but it could be a 30-point game. So for as big of a story that something is now in college football before the kickoff, by the time kickoff rolls around, it might not be a story. What could be a story tomorrow is Cole Payton coming in because the Bison are going to roll, pick the score, right, against Drake. No disrespect to Drake. The Bison play their game. They are going to absolutely roll Drake. So everything goes well for the Bison. You don't want to see Cam Miller playing four quarters. You want to see him to play uh, four or five offensive drives. Maybe the Bison build that 28-35-0, 28-35 lead. Maybe play him the first half. Probably going to get to see a lot of Cole Payton. That dude has got a cannon. He's got an arm. Cam Miller, I said last week, I think Cam is one of the best quarterbacks in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I'm not trying to create the quarterback controversy. You've got two really good quarterbacks on the roster. And our other guest this morning, Dom Izzo, the TV voice of the herd for WDAY-TV, we'll ask him about that situation because in college football today, when you got a stud player one, you want to get your best players on the field. And NDSU has shown a propensity to be able to do that. But when you got a guy in Cole Payton, full circle, from Nebraska, who's got a scholarship offer from Scott Frost and the Corn Huskers, the best quarterback in the state of Nebraska a couple of years ago, decides he's going to come to Fargo and play for the guru, the quarterback whisperer, the Ph.D. in quarterback philosophy, Randy Hedberg. He did that because Randy Hedberg and the Bison sent quarterbacks to the National Football League. The Bison are one of only three college programs any level to have two starting quarterbacks in the NFL, the others being Alabama and Oklahoma. So the Bison have Carson Wentz and Trey Lance going next weekend. Cole Payne from Nebraska. you got to find a way to get that guy snaps. Why? If you don't, there's that ugly thing called the transfer portal. So let's not even – the reason I bring that up, we're going full circle back to UND and Nebraska. See how I did that? It's one of my stories. I, I ramble on long enough, and eventually I remember what I was talking about in the first point. I connect the dots. It looks very Svengali like my wife loves it. So UND is at Nebraska, and why that is one of the biggest stories potentially in college football is Scott Frost is on the hot seat. And if somehow the team from up north in Grand Forks keeps it close or even beats the Corn Huskers, Scott Frost, the patron saint, Heisman National Championship winning quarterback, now head coach of the Nebraska Corn Huskers, could find himself out of a job. And the trickle-down effect begins. Nebraska's head coaching seat is open, and it goes from there. So that's an intriguing game. 
I could spend the next hour talking X's and O's about the Bison and Drake. Why would you want me to do that in a game the Bison are going to win 45, 56 to 0 to 7? That's boring. We'll talk about some of the guys. We talked a little bit about the quarterbacks. Of course, who is going to emerge as a receiver for the Bison? I don't know if that's going to be a big deal today because the Bison should be able to run the ball 50 times for 432 yards against Drake. So I don't think we're going to find out or get any sort of semblance who the alpha dog receiver is going to be. I don't know why you would play Noah Gindorf, tight end, senior, Reese's senior, bowl, watch list, dude, NFL prospect. There's no reason to play Gindorf more than a handful of snaps. Hunter Lipke, the best player in the FCS, who's going to get robbed of a Walter Payton award this year because here's what these voters do. Craig Haley, Sam Herter, I'm talking to you. Good dudes, by the way. We have them on the show. We love them. But they look at the player from a bad conference, Southland, CAA, whatever, and they say, James Billy Bob Smith on a 6-5 and five Sanford team who was so bad they had to throw the ball 60 times a game. He's got 6,000 yards passing and 40 touchdowns, so he's the best player in the FCS. Puh. Lees, Hunter Lipke, number 44, the man who brought you the ninja kick against Montana State in the national championship with three bulldozing touchdowns. He is the best player in the FCS. Why would you give him the ball 20 times against Drake and put tread on the tires you don't need to? That's a John Stigemeyer thing. God bless him, holy nutmeg. John T. Stigemeyer. And I'm, je- I'm jealous of those guys, too. It's, it's such a weird morning. I'm jacked out of my mind. Jack's not a good word because I don't like the jacks. I'm, I'm, I am excited out of my mind because the Bison are back. It's college football season. There's an awesome slate of games all weekend. And it's conflicting. I'm emotionally torn. I'm a hot mess because the Jacks get to go play at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa. UND gets to play at Memorial Stadium at Nebraska. Even UNI is taking on Air Force today. So SDSU and Iowa, 11 a.m. kick. That's an interesting game. Iowa, the Bison went down to Kinnick in 2016 and handed them their lunch. With SDSU's high-flying offense, can they stay in that game? I don't think they're going to get blown out. But it's interesting that they've got that game so early on their schedule. Bison fans, you will recall that back when we played Iowa in 2016, we got the Bison won. Legendary game. Cam Peterson at the gun with the field goal to live in Bison immortality, as it were. But the Bison were beat up. That was a physical, grown man football game. So SDSU, by opening against the Hawkeyes, they're going to get some bumps they're going to get some bruises, and it won't even be Labor Day. I hope the Hawkeyes and Kurt Ferentz lay it on them. I hope they kick them in the cojones and they send them back to that Taco John's and Brookings with some juice hurting. I really do. But South Dakota State, I just don't see them getting blown out. I think their offense is too good. I think it's going to be a... Let's call it a 17 to 7, 17 to 10 kind of game at halftime. I think Iowa eventually pulls away. We're going to have like a, a 28, 
35 to 20 kind of score, but that's one to keep your eye on. And that'll be, I mean, that game is going to be getting close to over by the time the Bison kick off at 2.30 against Drake. I'm going to be walking through the tailgating lots, and I suspect there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that game. And you and I in Air Force at noon, UND at Drake, or excuse me, UND at Nebraska, that's listed as a 2.30 kick. Duquesne has Youngstown State, the sneaky, maybe the sneaky game of the week to keep an eye on. Southern Illinois is at Incarnate Word. Southern Illinois had a down year last year. They were kind of the hot-to-trot, sexy thing going on. Well, I got, they got to the playoffs. The Bison beat them in the playoffs, just took it to them and, and housed them, motorboated them. They got Incarnate Word. Keep an eye on that game. Illinois State at Wisconsin. Bucky Badger at 6. The Nightcap, South Dakota, Kansas State, 6 p.m. So there's a lot going on. The The big story today for the Bison you're going to see a lot of young guys. You're going to see a lot of offense. You're going to see some big plays on defense. So I don't know how much we're going to find out about this team today. This team just needs to get out of there, of course, with the win. They need to get out of there healthy. And hopefully we we see a lot of young dudes playing. They can get some reps and game experience for some of these other guys as, as we build up toward that big game against Arizona in two weeks down in Tucson. Of course, next week, the Bison have North Carolina A&T. You don't want to overlook an opponent, but I don't want to blow smoke and tell you guys to watch out for this big epic battle because Cody Chathams, a friend of the Swan, goodwill ambassador for the state of North Dakota, Bison tailgating is such an economic driver. The herd, North Dakota State, this program, this university, baby, is such an economic driver and multiplier for the great state of North Dakota that when you want to show off Bismarck, North Dakota, in the great state of North Dakota and tell people why this is a great place to live up in God's country, you pack them in the car, you grab the coolers, you throw on the bison gear, and you drive two and a half hours across this great state, the Peace Garden State on I-94. You drive through Medina and Jamestown and Valley City, and you pull into Fargo, and you pull into those west lots of tailgating, and you say, friend, this is what I told you about. This is what college football in North Dakota State is all about with the tailgating. And that's all you have to say. You just let them take the scene in the West slot in. And it sells itself because it's that glorious friends. And isn't that what tailgating, when we think about it, is really about? How many of you are really excited to see Drake? In fact, I bet you could ask the average man on the street, woman on the street reporter question, hey, fan, at tailgating, who do the Bison play today? I don't know. I bet. Do it. If, if you get bored and uh, or you get a little, uh, get that, that hair on the backside that's twitching and you want to have a little fun at tailgating, just ask some people you're talking to, like, hey, who are the Bison playing today? I would, if, if more than 75% knew we were playing Drake, who was 2-8 and eight last year in the Pioneer League, non-scholarship league, same league as San Diego, who the Bison have played a number of times, two times in the FCS playoffs, if they know it's Drake, more power to them. The Bulldogs put up 12.7 points per game last year. I know it's a new team. Drake ain't getting a bunch of dudes in the transfer portal, and I, I shouldn't pick on them. They, they had the Stones to come play in Fargo, and their coach had a really good interview in the Fargo Forum. If you see their fans at tailgating, 
Don't don't let them buy a beverage. Don't let them buy food. Bring them into your tailgater. Put your arm around them and say, friend from Drake, we're glad that you're here in Fargo, North Dakota. And you take care of those folks, whether it's at tailgating or if you see them around town. But when you're putting up respectfully, I, can, I said with all due respect. I said with all due respect so then I can say it. When you're putting up 12.7 points per game in the Pioneer League, buys a defense who was outstanding last year, tops in the FCS, only gave up 11.1 points per game. When your offense is only rolling up 12.7 points in the Pioneer League and you're coming into a Fargo Dome that's all kinds of amped up for the home opener, for the season opener, to raise another banner, and this Code Green defense has all those studs back in the defensive backfield, the Tutsies, the Talberts, the Kazers, the Dom Joneses, when you got all of that talent on the back half of your defense, and you got those alley cats with the linebackers and the D linemen and the DNs, you're not going to put up many points against North Dakota State. It just ain't happening. So the big story is just going to be tailgating, having fun, raising a banner, and doing some celebrating after the break on Heard It Here with Swanee, presented by Twin Peaks. We got legendary, iconic, future Hall of Fame quarterback and friend of the Swan, Brock Jensen. So stay tuned and find out what Brock had to say about what it's like going into a season with such high expectations next, where America comes to talk. Spend my dollar Park and holler Needs a mountain moonlight Hold her up tight Make a little love You got it locked and loaded On the radio Voices double trouble The Swanee Power Hour Here on the Mighty 790 KFGO I'm Josh Swanson From the Vogel Law Firm Filling in for Tyler Axness Along with Justin Swanson The guy joining us now Needs no introduction For Bison fans Or for anyone in North Dakota That matter NDSU Gonna be a Hall of Famer It's just a matter of time Three time National championship Winning quarterback Brock Jensen Brock How you doing? Good Swanee brothers How are you guys doing? Oh, doing great. Good to hear from you. I got to ask, Brock, being a new dad, right? Baby born in the spring. How's dad life? Oh, it's going good here. Uh, little guy's growing, growing great. He's uh, was four months old here last week, so um, he's doing well and um, already already about eighteen pounds. So <laughs> looking like he's on track for more of a left tackle someday than a you, quarterback. You so. got you got him on like a Jim Cramer plan. Did coach send a, a plan for him or something? You know what? We got push-up, sit-up circuit here coming Love up later it. today. So he's he's taking a quick nap before we get after it. Yeah, we we were just talking to a former Bison head coach, Rocky Hager, who had won some national titles in the 1980s. And this this time of year for you, you know, you're a few years removed, but Bison fans, you know, we had Dom Izzowan earlier, one of the top highlights in his yearly 100 is your game at Kansas State this weekend back in in 20. 13 so this uh, before we get into some k-state stuff and just some of your memories as the college football season for north dakota state kicks off tomorrow as uh, as an alum and a former player fan what's that like for you now yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun i mean i 
this is my favorite time of year, uh, the fall um, and football season. And uh, the weather is, in my opinion, just perfect. Um, sweatshirt weather and, and all that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the fall. Obviously, football is a huge part of my life, still is. And um, it's just fun being on the other side now and being able to um, head over to games and be in the tailgate lot and see so many friends and familiar faces and um, obviously developed a lot of relationships over my years at NDSU and um, that will last forever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always a great time of year. And, uh, of course, look fo- look forward to following the, the, the team again close uh, this year as always. Yeah, I, I got to ask you, when you go to the tailgating lot, you know, every Bison fan recognizes you. You know, you're you're a legend up here. What's that? What's that like for you and your wife as you're trying to get to whether it's the Bison uh, Football Players Association or wherever you're going to tailgate, wherever you're going to tailgating? Do you have to add a few extra minutes when you're walking places because of people stopping and wanted to take pictures and visit? Yeah, it's you know that's that's part of it, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, I was over there for you know a decent part of my my life. I mean, five years, you know, plus my red, you know, most my red shirt year there, and. You, you uh, meet a lot of people and you, you know, you develop a lot of re- relationships and friendships. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say maybe tack on, a, on an extra few minutes if, uh, if I'm supposed to get somewhere, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with some of the delays, but they're, they're happy, happy delays. I'm, I'm, uh, always, um, you know, more than, more than happy to, uh, you know, to stop and, and, and talk to folks and catch up. And it's a lot of fun over there. Love it. Say, uh, Brock, I got to ask, I'm always so curious about players' pregame psychology, rituals, what they do to get themselves ready. Uh, now, take us back to game day. You're playing at Kansas State, Georgia Southern, South Dakota State. Any of those games, was there a routine? Was there something special you did that you, a song you listened to, a breakfast you had? Did you go and give BG a hard time and see if he gave you some extra <laughs> swag? Like, walk us through what yeah. Brock's game day was. Well, I was probably BG's biggest headache, by the way. I was always needing stuff. You know, us quarterbacks were high maintenance. So, <laughs> but, but no, I kind of looking back, I, I'd say, you know, my, my pregame ritual or routine or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, pre, you know, kind of changed throughout the years, you know, early on in my career, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, more kind of like getting hyped and, you know, getting excited and stuff. And I, I realized that I kind of needed to contain that a little bit better, uh, especially being the quarterback. And, and um, you know, so I, I got a little bit more mild in my routine uh, pregame as I got older. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely was usually the first one into the facility. Just I like getting there and just really taking my time, you know, getting in the hot tub, you know, laying around a little bit, you know, maybe closing your eyes uh, for a little bit and, you know, um, and just kind of mentally preparing for the game and visualizing some of the game plan and the plays that we'll be running and, and um, you know, kind of doing that visualization uh, before we even um, step foot on the field. So, um, of course, pl- uh, preparing myself mentally was a big part of the game, you know, as a quarterback. So, um, and then obviously just, you know, getting your body right and making sure the arm's loose and making sure you feel good before going into every game and, Usually that was several hours before the game that I would, you know, get into the facility and start doing those things. And, um, you know, like I said, it kind of changed throughout the years, but definitely, definitely got to get a system down and, and everybody's different with how they prepare. 
Love it. Brock Jensen, former North Dakota State quarterback and great here with us on Afternoons Live on the Mighty 790 KFGO. So it's it's Manhattan, Kansas. It's August of 2013. We're down. Bison Trail 21-17. There's eight minutes and 58 seconds left. You take the field first and 10 at your own 20 with uh, needing a touchdown to, to beat Kansas State. Walk us through what that drive in the whole next, uh, you know, few minutes after that was like. What do you remember about that? Yeah, you know, it was, um, you know, I feel like it was kind of the the epitome of kind of our identity um, and just the, and throughout our history at, at NDSU of just kind of the kind of group we are, the kind of guys we recruit, you know, the coaches that we have. I mean, it was a really methodical um drawn out just kind of a grinder of a drive and um that's kind of who we are and what we do and how we play football so it was you know um if i for instance you know if i were to introduce you know somebody to to bison football it's it's probably showing them that drive and uh you know it's kind of just just the way we play football and you know um you know we really just kind of you know getting back to that game you know we 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 just again we were we were down four. We did need a touchdown, and we still you know there's still quite a bit of time on the clock. I mean eight eight nine minutes ish is is a decent amount, you know, with usually multiple possessions, um, you know, in, in a stretch like that. But you know it ended up being a pretty long drive, and and again, um, you know, we just tried to execute each play call that came in to the best of our ability, and and um, you know it ended up being a little longer drive than we thought, and. As we, I remember as we crossed midfield, um, you know, we had we had the ball for for a while at that point, and they really started to get tired. You could see them in their defense; they were starting to cramp. They were, st- and I just knew at that point because I think they showed me coming off the field to there was a you know a timeout or a stoppage in play, and I'm I'm kind of clapping aggressively uh, as I go to the sideline to to get the next play. And I just, I knew at that moment we had them right where we wanted them. And so, you know, it was just a matter of continuing to execute uh, the play calls that were, that were coming in. I knew, I almost knew what coach G was going to call at that point um, because we were just on the same page. We were seeing, seeing the same things. And um, I just knew exactly what he wanted to get to. And um, yeah, it was just uh, looking back. It was just, you know, kind of a, a trademark drive in, in our history for sure uh, I, could, I could keep this conversation going for hours brother, <laughs> uh, going for hours brother but i we got hit a break but i always love talking to you and having you on and uh you take yeah. care and uh, we'll be in touch throughout the season here buddy awesome thanks guys appreciate you having me former north dakota state great legend iconic hall of famer to be brock jensen with us here live on the mighty 790 kfgo this is afternoons live fargo that was an interview we did yesterday when I was guest hosting on uh, KFGO for Tyler Axness. And I got, I'm going to have to talk with old Axness if I see him tailgating him and his outstanding producer, Eric Johnson. Their, their fancy show with their plethora of advertisements and the clock, and, and we had to hit a break. That wasn't on me, guys. I could have talked to Brock for another half an hour about that, but we had to hit a break because that happens in radio. But just as inside, I, lo- I love what Brock had to say. He said... If I had to introduce someone to Bison football, I would show them that drive. He talked about it being the guys we recruit, the coaches, who we are, and what we do. That has not changed. 
from the 1960s into the 70s and 80s and the Dome going up in 93, the transition to FCS in 2003 in Division I, and all these national championships and the college game days and the win at Kansas State, at Iowa, at Minnesota, who we are in what we do next on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan brought to you by Peterman Seeds of Holly and Smith Motors of Wapaton along with Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge coming for made-from-scratch food, signature 29 draft beers, and all the scenic viewers. We're going to replay an interview we did yesterday with Dom Izzo, the TV voice of the Bison, and ask him what he's looking for in today's season opener against the Drake Bulldogs. Next on 740 AM, The Fan. Insight on North Dakota State. It's Bison TV voice Dom Izzo. Dom, how about that uh, bump music? <laughs> I'm bopping my head to it, boys. I appreciate that <laughs> intro. That is the best thing going right now in baseball with the uh, the best team in the National League. Can't say that too often. So thanks for the intro. Yeah, for, so, so for the listening audience out there in KFG Old Land, Dom is a huge New York Mets fan, and the bump that Eric played coming back in is a song by uh, Timmy Trumpet called Narco. When, yeah. when the Mets closer, Edwin Diaz, comes in, and Timmy Trumpet played live at the game earlier this week, and the, and the stadium just gets rocking Mets fans when they play that. Uh, the Mets, hey, top of the NL East, 84-48, three-game lead on Atlanta. Yeah, my heart is fully prepared to be ripped out here. It's December 2nd, so uh, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. There's been times when I thought that was not going to happen, so uh, I'm ready for October to, to break my heart in every way imaginable, but it's been a fun ride, and I'll say this about the, the Edwin Diaz intro. It's, as a television guy, they literally do not take a TV break. They, they show the whole intro. It tells you how popular it's gotten now. It's, it's out of control. So this is the uh, backup quarterback, Elder Swanee here, Dom, and yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that intro. I got to ask if the Mets make it all the way to October, November, whatever the series is now. I'm a Twins fan, so I don't know. Uh, would you go up to New York for the game? I told my wife I'm going. I missed it. I should have gone in 2015. So if it happens, I and a bunch of my college buddies who are diehard Mets fans, we will be at City Field. So. Love it. I've got, I will, it's one of those things that you never know what's going to happen again. So if it happens, I'm going to find a way to get there. You know, you talk about a team ripping your heart out. One one team that doesn't rip folks' hearts out is the North Dakota State buys and looking for their 18th championship, national championship in school history. And this team, uh, consensus number one in every single poll. The buys in return, you know, nine of the top 10 offensive linemen, their quarterback, running backs. Across the board, the Bison are loaded. Expectations this year are Frisco or bust, aren't they, Dom? Yeah, Swanee, with everything you just said, I mean, it's, Quarterback back, the entire running back back, four or five offensive linemen back, uh, defensive line intact for the most part, entire secondary returns. I mean, the, the last 
month, we have spent nitpicking about kicker, which is our new areas, middle linebacker, and who's going to step up in wide receiver. That's, I mean, this is literally what things have, <laughs> have turned into for us to, to preview this upcoming football season. Not to diminish any of those. I think they're all equally important. But uh, when you have everything I just said back, it's a loaded roster. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know. And for Bison fans out there, you're right. The, it's, it's brisk going bust in 2023. And the, the story, and I don't want to take anything away from Drake coming to the, the Fargo Dome for the home opener tomorrow, 2.30 kick on uh, DAY, Forum Communications. But the, this Bison team, one of, the, one of the things I'm sure you hear, I hear it all the time, Dom, and I think Justin does too, Bison fans want Hunter Lipke to get the ball. They want 44 <laughs> touching it, touching it. I don't expect we're going to see more than probably five or six carries from the big boy tomorrow. Yeah, that might be the over, Swanee. I, I put it maybe a two or three. I mean, there's there's no reason to to discuss the games. I, I would I would rest him as much as you can. If you need to get him out there to get a few reps, that's fine. But the heavy lifting starts. If you want to say September 17th in Arizona, fine. But really, it's September 24th in Vermillion against South Dakota. That's where you need him. And it's funny because our colleague Craig Haley uh, has Lipke as the is the preseason pick to win the Peyton, which is amazing. I just don't think he's going to have the stats to do it. You know, it, it took Trey Lance the most ridiculous season ever to win it. And I'm convinced that he threw an interception that year. He wouldn't have won it. The voters would have voted for somebody else. But uh, that's how special a player Lipsy is. People just started to see this at the end of last year. I think that two falls ago, that weird one game against Central Arkansas, Trey Lance's last game at the Dome, only game at the Dome that year, Lipke had the two touchdowns to win the game, and he was spread out all, all over the place. And we were just starting to see it carried over into the spring season when he got healthy and had that monster game against UNB in, in March of 2021. He's a special athlete, but there's no reason, I mean, no reason to play on the first two games of the year. That would be me. Dom Izzo, Form Communications, WDAY-TV, TV play-by play voice for North Dakota State with us on Afternoons Live on KFGO. Justin, you got one for Dom. Yeah, I was curious, Dom. It's uh, listening to a show earlier today, and they asked uh, the, the gentleman what player he was most interested in seeing tomorrow, and he said uh, Cole Payton. So I was curious mm. I was curious your <laughs> thoughts on that. How, how much How much you expect to, to see him this year to play? Cam's the, the starter, the returning national champion quarterback, but Payton's a special athlete now. God, the most important. Always the most talked about guy is the backup quarterback, right? He's the he's the most important or most popular guy in town. And to answer your question, Tony, I think we're going to see quite a bit of him tomorrow. I do. I think the game's going to get to the spot where NDSU will be able to put him in. Uh, do I see a package like they had for Quincy Patterson right away? Probably not. But I think when we get to end of September, early October, I definitely think he's one of our best players, guys. There's no doubt about it. Scott Frost would give up maybe a million dollars of his contract if, if Peyton would have. Uh, taking the, the scholarship offer he gave him way late after the fact uh, in November of 2020 to, to stay home and play for the Huskers. He's that kind of talented player, and uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how they use it. I was actually visiting with Randy Hedberg about this yesterday and the issues quarterbacks coach, and he said, well, he's one of our best players. We have to find a way to get him out of the field. And I'll, I'll be, I don't think it's going to be right away, uh, Justin, but I think as the season goes along, you're definitely going to see more of them. Who, whether it's you know Cam Miller, and I, it's and this sounds so goofy to say, Dom. I was talking with uh, Jeff Kolpak last week on Heard It Here with Swanee, which runs every Saturday morning on our sister station, seven forty a.m. The Fan from eight to nine a.m. 
Cam really started coming into his own throughout the playoffs last year. And it sounds it sounds so dumb to say it, but I'm just going to say it. You know, Cam Miller's a guy, is, to the extent a guy who's a returning national championship quarterback can have a break, yeah. can have a breakthrough season, I think Cam Miller's going to turn some heads this fall. Well, and the crazy part about this is that he's started 10 games. Six of them have been playoff games. That alone is a ridiculous stat. And, I mean, I go back. You guys will well remember this. How often we heard the overtures for Brock Jensen to be benched when he threw a pick six to get Carson Wentz in the game. And you were never going to bench the, the, the three-team national champion quarterback. But we're in a different era of college football now. And with, with the transfer portal there and the, the lure of what could happen with name and likeness, you never know. Now, I'm not saying that. Cole Payton would be tempted by that, but that's something the Bison coaching staff has to take into account. And Swanee, you're right. I mean, Cam Miller, certainly, I asked him this, and I, what did you really feel like it was your team? He said right after the Missouri State game, when they led him the two fourth quarter touchdowns and they rallied to win. And it, it, that showed, as you saw his play go on. Youngstown State, he was good. USD was good. And when he got to the to the playoffs, he was very efficient. Now, I will throw this out there. The three playoff games before the national championship game, Christian Watson wasn't out there. And that's something... You know, something I'm going to be watching on the broadcast tomorrow is who's going to step up at wide receiver. But he's poised for a, like Swanee said, a breakout year. And I really believe that he's he's taking control of that. He's got his own commercial. I'm sure everybody has seen the, the commercial that's there, and his teammates certainly have given him a hard time about it. But it's, uh, it's his team. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I want to see a sign in the Fargo tomorrow from someone that says, don't sleep on Cam Miller. Sleep on a Comfort Plus, whatever <laughs> mattress it is. That is a that throws back to 1980s Smokies ads in Fargo. That's uh, the, the that's uh, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. But I will say this about Cam. You know, talk about Bison pride. A guy that went in in the spring and had a season that Bison fans are maybe unaccustomed to. Quincy comes in, gets the job. Cam just stays on it. Comes in midseason as a starter, leads the team to a national championship and. I, mean, I think only in Bison Nation, the way this culture has been built with the team. So my comment there is I have nothing but love for Cam. But, Dom, I did want to ask you, tomorrow's one of those games. Pick the score. The Bison are going to win. It's just that's the way the, the deck is stacked. I'm curious to get your thoughts. USD at K-State, UNI at Air Force, UND at Nebraska, SDSU at Iowa. You have to pick one. What Valley team pulls the upset? Northern Iowa. I'll go there. I think Northern Iowa has a good shot uh, against – because they always do. They always play their FBS game really tough. Air Force is a different kind of opponent, but if you had me, if you're telling me I got a pick, I go with Northern Iowa. The Jacks game is going to get everybody's attention, and rightfully so. Uh, the spread I heard is like 18, which I think is I would take the Jacks and the points, and that uh, if I was a betting man. But uh, I think Iowa's good, guys. I think they're going to be one of the top teams of the Big Ten West. So, uh, and every, this weird comments out of Brookings this year about that they have a. They think they're better. They just lost two NFL draft picks on offense. And I know they got Gronowski back at quarterback and Isaiah Davis back at running back. The Yankee twins are wide receiver and Kraft is a stud at tight end. But they lost a lot off of last year's team, including their offensive coordinators. Now the head coach at Idaho. So I want to see, I, it would, let's just say this. It wouldn't surprise me if they won, but I think, I think Iowa's going to win that football game tomorrow. Dom, have a great call tomorrow. Working, uh, folks, I, I know you guys, obviously, on TV, DAY, you guys got something on Forum. You're going to be streaming the games on Inform. Is that right? We are. So if you're in the TV footprint of WDAY, you can now stream the games online on WDAY Sports Plus. It's rated Inforum.com. You can, you can watch our games of the week tonight. we got a great high school games, Davies, Cheyenne, and Fergus Falls, and 
DL tonight. That's all part of that. And of course, we got Bison game day bright and early at 10 a.m. tomorrow on WDAY to get everybody ready for what's going to be a fun football season. Have a great call tomorrow, Dom. Thanks for uh, joining us here in Afternoons Live. Thanks, boys. I want to hear American Gladiators back in the dome sometime soon. American Gladiators and Holiday Road, you and me both. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dom. Dom Izzo, Foreign Communications, WDAY Television TV, play-by-play voice of the buys, and this is the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. That was an interview we did yesterday with Dom Izzo, TV voice of the herd on the Mighty 790 KFGO. I wanted to play it again. For for those of you, you guys see Dom on TV calling the games, and you see the stuff him and Colpack do. They are such good dudes. They are just genuine, down-to-earth, good dudes. They And they've never turned down. You know, some guys in that position might big time. Yeah, we had Brian Sean on yesterday as well. He's, uh, you know, down, of course, with UND. At Memorial Stadium, they're all, all three of them, just excellent, excellent human beings. They've never said no to an interview, and it's always fun visiting with them and getting their thoughts about North Dakota State. This is Herded here with Swanee and 740 AM. The fan brought to you by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. Come in for made-from-scratch food. Signature 29 draft beverages, beers, and all the... Scenic views. And I, I think I think Dom's right. You know, you hear about the South Dakota State stuff. That that's what gets me about these guys at SDSU. These the the, the little brother syndrome, maybe the oh well, we're pretty good. Uh we've beat you guys like three times in the last fifteen years. Oh, we're going to Frisco. They've never been to Frisco in a normal season. They made it in the wonky spring season. And they, they talk so much, man. They talk so much, and it drives me bonkers. They beat us like once or twice in the regular season. They they fade faster than a freshman at tailgating once the playoffs come around. But having said that, you know, JMU's gone. James Madison's FBS. App State, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion beat Vodtech, Virginia Tech last night. With all these programs leaving for the FBS, South Dakota State might finally have an opening where they get down to Frisco. This is Herded here with Swanee, and we will be right back to give you our game day predictions on 7.40 a.m. The Fan. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just <clears throat> don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Speaking of, about taking it to the bank, got a proud uncle over here. My nephew, Grady Mueller, out in Castleton with the big interception in Castleton's junior high football game this week. Grady reads the coverage, drops back, jumps up high, points the ball, gets the interception. Way to go, Grady man. Big football weekend, of course. Big thanks to uh, Dom and, and Brock for joining us and talking about North Dakota State. Around the Valley today, South Dakota State at Iowa, an 11 a.m. kick. Northern Iowa at Air Force. That's a noon start time. Drake at North Dakota State, 2.30 at the Fargo Dome. UND has got Nebraska at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln at 2.30. Duquesne at Youngstown State at 3. The nightcaps, you got a trifecta. Southern Illinois at Incarnate Word. Keep an eye on that one. Intra-FCS conference battle. Illinois State at Wisco, Bucky Badger and Madison, 6 p.m. South Dakota, the Yotes at K 
state. And also, I and this has been in the news, so I just want to touch on it real quick. I saw an article in the paper this morning, the, the tragedy up by Leeds, North Dakota. Leeds isn't too far away from Maddock in Benson County, about 26 miles. Uh, Doug Dulmage, farmer up there, losing his life along with, with three others. And the article in the paper talks about how a couple of guys that I went to school with from my hometown, Lee Simon and Tyler Sears, you know, they circled the wagons, and, and folks from those communities really, really rallied. Branson County got a big nine-man football win in Leeds yesterday. Head coach Justin Maddock, another guy I went to school with, they had the, the prayer with both teams uh, on the field a- after the game. And, and that just means a lot, you know, football bringing people together. And, of course, you know, with, with Lee Simon and Tyler Sears, real, real just really proud of those guys um, reading that in the paper that they didn't have to do it. But they went out, and, and that's what we do up here in North Dakota. We take care of our own in that sort of situation. So uh, just really, really proud of you guys for doing that. Big Bison fans, by the way, both those guys, uh, Simon and, and Tyler Sears, big North Dakota State guys. You get a lot of Benson County folks. You get folks from all over North Dakota at Bison tailgating. And that's really my favorite part is, is I get older, and now with my son, Mav's going to turn three this October. He's going to be out at the game my my twin brother, his his baby girl, baby Soph, Sophie's got her bison gear on at uh, Grandma and Grandpa's Lake Place this morning. And, and coming to the games now and, and just seeing so many friends, you know, I kind of teased it at the beginning. Cody Chatham is one of my college roommates living out in Bismarck. He's driving on his way to the Dome right now for tailgating. Just seeing all of you out there at tailgating. And the, and the game's great, but really, when and, and of course, we're passionate fans we love the herd. We'll follow them anywhere. We bring, you know, tens of thousands of fans to Frisco. Uh, the Bison play. This time next year, we're going to be talking about a Bison game against Eastern Washington at U.S. Bank Field in downtown Minneapolis. The Bison will bring at least 35,000, if not more than 40,000, to that game at the bank in downtown Minneapolis next fall. Very few schools do that at any level, whether it's Notre Dame, Ohio State, North Dakota State, whoever. The Bison in a few weeks are going to bring 10,000-plus to Arizona. UCLA, USC, Arizona State doesn't bring 10,000 people to Arizona. But you guys do that. You know, when we talk about the strength of the herd, everything I just talked about the last few minutes, that's that's what resonates. That That's why we're so proud to be Bison. That is the strength of the herd. You see a guy like Cordell Volson from Belfour, North Dakota, McHenry County, starting on the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. That is awesome. That's a small-town North Dakota kid. Ben Ellison from Hawley making the Vikings 53-man roster. 16 former Bison with NFL clubs. Billy Turner, Carson Wentz, Joe Haig, Chris Board, Easton Stick, Darius Shepard, Ben Ellison, Derek Tuska, Zach Johnson, Trey Lance, Dylan Radins, Jabril Cox, Christian Watson, of course, Volson, Josh Babich, and Braden Thompson from Bismarck. That's what this is all about. You guys, everyone, all those guys I just said, someone out there in Bison Nation has a story about knowing one of those guys, about your son or daughter getting a picture with them, getting an autograph, about knowing them in high school, about knowing their parents. So I'm just looking forward to getting back out to tailgating. Not going to be much of a game. Hopefully we get out of it healthy. Hopefully the herd plays well. Hopefully Drake gets out of it healthy. If you see the Drake fans, show them what the strength of the herd is all about at tailgating. Make them feel welcome like we do with any other fan base. That's the other great part about 
Bison tailgating. You know, I've been to some tailgaters. South Dakota State is one, and I'm I'm being honest here. They are mean, nasty folks in Brookings to Bison fans. That's not how we do it in Fargo. I love you, Bison Nation. We need a game day prediction in a pick 'em score. The Bison are going to jump up early. It's going to be 35 to zero sometime before the half. We're going to put on cruise control, roll it in for a 49 to seven. Win. This is Heard It here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan want to thank Peterman Seeds of Holly, Smith Motors, and Wapaton and Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. Come in for made-from-scratch food, signature 29 draft beers, and all the scenic views. I'll see you in the West Lot. And remember, the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is the herd. Uh.